Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here as always with Marcello Yaya, Enterprise co-publisher, to walk you through this week's news. And the dominant image by Michael Koff is beautiful. Pure poetry. This was at the Pucker Street Fair in Knox, and it kicked off with a grand gesture of skydivers who managed in the process to fly the flag. Our top story is by Elizabeth Floyd Mayer, who left it, wrote it before she left for a family reunion in Jamaica, and news broke that went along with it. So the latest news is this week on Tuesday, the governor signed into law two bills that we've written about earlier in the midst of the revaluation crisis in Gilderland, those people like myself that live on the outskirts of the town and are in other school districts because of the equalization rate debacle ended up with much higher tax bills. So one of the two bills that the governor signed will um, have a segmented rate to bring some relief for just one year. And the town is now in the process of doing across the board revaluation. So that would we hope, solve the problem in the future. The second bill is for transparency to let officials know when there's going to be a shift like that. And there's still a third bill, all of these, proposed by the State Assemblywoman Patricia Fahey, a Democrat, and Senator George Amador, a Republican, and it's nice to see the two parties working together. We also have a story, the latest in the ongoing series of stories by Sean Mulcairin on the suit that Robert Barron, longtime girls varsity basketball coach in Voorheesville, who said he was uh, asked to resign under false pretenses and the latest volley comes from the district in the court papers filed that are uh, seeking to throw out his defamation claim. I was filling in for H. Rose Schneider this week because she was in New York on a John Jay Fellowship, and I covered the Burn Knox Westerlo School Board meeting, where um, the same two officers that had led the board before were re-elected by the board. That is Matt Tedeschi as president, and Nathan Elbla as vice president. And there was some kind of split in the board on a number of votes. And one of them was the superintendent, Timothy Mundell, had recommended advanced, should be a D there, therapy to um, oversee um, the special needs students. Therapy needs mostly speech, but physical and occupational therapy as well. And Helen Lounsbury, board member, said that the board had requested earlier that instead they hire at least an in-house person to be on the staff. And in a three-to-two vote, the board decided to go in that direction. And even though... Um, Mr. Tedeschi and Susan Sloma thought they, the staff might walk off in the summer school um, therapy sessions. I talked to the owner of Advanced Therapy, and he assured, no, that would not happen, and the BKW knows what's best for its students, and they will accommodate in any way they can. The editorial this week is rather personal. I've been thinking a lot about objects since I'm packing up the house that had belonged to my father, who was 93 when he died there, and he and my mother had built it and amassed generations worth of treasures. This is one of them, my very favorite. It's a twisted root in the shape of a fox. That's how it looked to my mother and myself when we were climbing the 46 high peaks in the Adirondacks and found it. But it's really a larger look at what objects mean and the tales they tell, including exhibits like that was put on by the late Mary Jo Doherty, the curator in Altamont on inventors. And those objects made us think about the can-do spirit of the village and the kind of 
objects that are being dug up in the Myers homestead um, in Albany, the house of the abolitionists, and Mary Liz Stewart, who's helping with her husband to make that a really exciting exhibit, says many people think in the mid-1800s that African Americans were all poor if they weren't slaves, and here was a middle-class household, and it ends with a look at a very exciting artifact that's been returned to the public, to the New York State Museum, and that is a hatchet that was also used as a peace pipe when George Washington negotiated with the Seneca people for the Canandaigua Treaty, and that will be open for the public to see. And these are my thoughts on those objects. Christine Napersky, who is a judge in Gilderland, has written um, how she regrets missing her court date for a speeding ticket. It's a contested election because although she was unanimously appointed by the town board to replace Richard Sherwood when he stepped down after being charged and now um, admitting guilt to felony fraud. Um, but the Democrats have backed instead Brian Clenahan, and the caucus will decide that. As part of that discussion, Rosemary Santi has written that Democrats in Gilderland value women, and she's an example of that. We have a lovely letter here written by the parents of Zachary Loveday, and that is Heather and Aaron. Oh, there are their names. Oh, here they are, right here. Matthew, Aaron, and Zachary Loveday. Um, it's about how Zachary was crowned prom king at Burnox Westerlo and how much that meant. Just a lovely, lovely letter. Um, a letter from Phil Stevens and Burns saying that the school board president at Burnox Westerlo called him names, and I spoke to the school board president, Matt Tedeschi, about that, and he says that's not what happened. Rather, he was upset when Mr. Stevens wrote a letter to the editor implicating his family. He said attacking him is fair game, but not his family, and Mr. Stevens should get his facts straight, he says. Um, John Williams writes with his typical wit and wisdom about the recent heat wave. And since we were on vacation with our keepsake graduation edition last week, we have another week of the Tuesday banter with the old men of the mountain. This page pictures Lindsay Peretti. And I had a fascinating talk with her. It's a podcast you can listen to. It's posted online now. She grew up in Altamont, uh, got a degree in journalism at Boston, went to Egypt to learn Arabic, and ended up covering in the middle of a revolution on-the-ground journalism and even helped found a website there that's still functioning. She's now in England, and we wrote about an award. It's called a BAFTA, um, a British award for a film that she made on something called, she named the film Blood Island, and it's about chimpanzees that were used by um, New York Blood Center, a drug company, uh, for experimentation on hepatitis vaccinations, and then were couldn't be released in the general population and were put on an island, which worked fine for a while while food was supplied, but after the Ebola crisis, they were deserted and starving. I won't tell you more, but it's a fascinating film and a fascinating interview, and Sean Mulcairn will be writing a story about it next week as well. George Pratt thinks our laws are screwed up. Um, The champions have written to thank people for the support in a recent fundraiser as he is facing cancer. Um, We heard from the Pucker Street Fair Committee thanking people for all the support. Also from Nancy Free, the vice president of the Knox Historical Society, which is inviting the public for free to a session on Saturday, this upcoming Saturday from 2 to 4, at the Saddlemeyer Homestead on suffrage. 
And it has there what those of us who are older think of as a normal voting machine and may soon become an antique, that lever-style machine. And Elliot Green from Altamont is dismayed at the deterioration on Route 156 and hopes others will join him in calling the New York State Department of Transportation on it. A whole group of neighbors called the Gilderland Citizens for Responsible Growth, um, many of whom live near the proposed development on Route 155 across from the middle school, have raised some concerns in this letter. Um, and William Wilday is writing to say he's thrown his hat into the ring to run for the state assembly. These two pages, I think, are really exciting. This is an excerpt from a wonderful book by Jerry Finnan, and um, I've read it in manuscript form and will be interviewing him for a podcast next week. He grew up in Rensselaerville and had Dr. Anna Perkins as his doctor, and um, she became an icon in the Hill Towns. And this um, details the chapter when it's from the chapter that details her arrival in Westerlo, and um, it was 1928. She had been unusual for her time. She was from an upscale Boston family and wanted to study chemistry, went to Radcliffe College to do that, and when Harvard didn't admit women to medical school, she went to Columbia University, finished her internship there, but wasn't her residency wasn't welcome to work there, <laughs> and found found the Helderbergs and stayed for her whole entire life, practicing old school medicine with her black bag, often traveling on snowshoes from when she needed. And here she is as a little girl with her brother um, in in their Boston home snowshoeing. It's just a great, great uh, excerpt. More on the BKW school board. This is um, board member Helen Lounsbury showing off the Altamont Enterprise, and that's because Supervisor uh, Superintendent Mundell had proposed, instead of using the Enterprise for legal notices, using the Times Union, he felt it would be symbolic and give um, students from Bernox Westerlo, since it's a regional paper, more of a global perspective. However, spontaneously, several people from the audience and spoke up to talk about the kind of coverage the ever the enterprise has provided over the years and the board <clears throat> in the end kept the enterprise as the paper for legal notices very gratifying to be sitting in the audience there bellafine jewelry um, has a owner who's also a jewelry designer and she does magnificent work um, and that is in gilderland elizabeth wrote about that and also elizabeth wrote about the new edgy library cards that you can get if you are in the Gilderland School District. Um, A sad story on Independence Day. Dean Johnson was riding his motorcycle in Knox and veered on a curve out of the lane into an oncoming Cadillac. Uh, He died later at Albany Medical Center. By all accounts, he was highly respected and... um, a sad story. A happy story is we have an engagement here, and we always wish newlyweds and about-to-be-weds the very best. Turning the page, there's a lot of crime news. Uh, Richard Sherwood had a partner, Thomas Langan, and um, he has now been indicted for grand larceny, possessing stolen property, and defrauding. A story out of Bethlehem, an officer was trying to uh, stop a woman thought to be a shoplifter in the parking lot and was, according to the Bethlehem police, run 
run into by her in the car, but he did manage to stop her and arrest her. Um, there was also a charge for John Seminary um, firing a gun in the midst of a dispute. And the Bethlehem police are busy. They're also investigating a robbery at the Dollar Tree in Glenmont and fighting graffiti. Arrests as usual. And we have the Albany County Jail getting $200,000 for treating drug abuse. They already have a program underway, which we've written about the SHARP program, which stands for um, Sheriff's Heron Addiction Recovery Program. And we commend them for that and hope they continue doing good work. The community calendar offers offers lots of events. Um, and here is an event that already happened, the, pumpkin, the Pucker Street Fair. Um, up in Knox, which had many, many different activities going on throughout um, the three days of the fair. More news from Elizabeth Floyd Mayer. On, this is on another new law. The Pine Bush Commission will, if once it's put in place, will be able to buy land in a revolving fund. It will make the process much um, more expedient. And this is a story, kind of an editor's note, that I wrote to go with one of the full-page ads you've seen in our paper this week involving the um, the upcoming caucus for Judge in Gilderland, and the father of Judge Napierski has written that the Democratic Party told his daughter if she didn't support Clenahan, she, she would have no future with the party in Gilderland. The party chair, Jacob Crawford, denied that. Um, libraries, again, always lots going on. The Red Wagon is going to be playing as part of the Altamont Free Library Summer Concert Series. And some beautiful, beautiful artwork is being displayed at the Voorheesville Library, painted by Diane Wozniak. And that just makes me feel peaceful looking at that watercolor of the Adirondack chairs on the dock. We are getting all kinds of news from our local students who have graduated, who have been on dean's list, who have won various awards, and we will continue to publish those in weeks ahead. It was just too many to fit into this edition. The Jehovah's Witnesses are having their annual convention in Albany, and what's particularly interesting to me and what I wrote about is that this year they are having 80% of the program in a language I had never heard of before. The shorthand for it is called Karen. Karen-speaking people come from Myanmar, uh, formerly Burma, and during the Civil War there, they were considered refugees because of persecution for religion and ethnic reasons, ended up in UN camps in Thailand and elsewhere, and have come, many of them, to the United States. New York State is the second largest recipient of those refugees, and I interviewed um, some of the Jehovah's Witnesses that have been working with them, and just found out a little bit about them. Um, And this is every year the Presbyterian Church, the historic church in Rensselaerville, has a summer series of preachers from different faiths, which is a lovely tradition, and they are listed here, the upcoming, um, and anyone is welcome to attend. Sadly, we have some obituaries this week, including Greg Stemple, whose family described him as a hardworking arborist. He also loved doing this, and I think that's a great picture. And they wrote, most importantly, he was a great father, grandfather, and the best husband ever. Sadly, Marissa Parker has died, and she was just 18. 
I had a wonderful conversation with the wife of Robert Matat. He loved motorcycling and was very active in the Toys for Tot uh, fun drive. And he had a special Santa Claus suit that's a helmet under there. And he'd decorate his bike in uh, Christmas lights. And his wife described him as having the heart of Santa. We also have Barbara Gerhardt, who was a longtime school secretary and who loved music and minerals. And here is our very own H. Rose Schneider, and we're just so proud of her. Um, this is a nationwide program um, bringing top journalists, particularly in rural areas, together to consider interests of covering justice, courts, police, jails. And she attended seminars. We'll be working on a special story, which we'll run as well as posting it on the John Jay special website. And she'll be, um, throughout the year, um, participating in webinars there. So congratulations to Rose. Um, this is a follow-up story by Rose on a BKW committee to discuss the code of conduct. And the seniors, as always, are very, very busy and the Hilltowns and in Gilderland, and we're happy to run their news and activities and wish we had the time to join them. Beulah the News Hound reminds us, especially at this time of year when your kids are packing up to go away to college or thinking about it, to paper train your graduate. Get them to stay in touch with hometown news. Our back page has a very unusual athlete, a story by Sean Mulcairin. Chet Bulky, at age 81, is winning medals for javelin, shot put, and discus throwing. And he urges people to keep active. That's the secret to staying alive. Go Chet.